Hey, it's Sean. Hey, it's Bree. And this is I Can Explain. The podcast where we answer the questions that you are too afraid to ask. And this week's topic is one that we asked if you would rather hear us talk about jealousy <laughs> or mental health. And yeah. you guys chose the fun, fun option <laughs> <laughs> of mental health. So this week's topic is mental health. And Bree and I have both been saying that this is a topic that we get requested quite often, and I think it's a very important topic in relation to the queer community, Mm -hmm. Um, but (laughs) it's also, like, probably the topic that we've skated around talking about the most. (laughs) Yeah, I think we've been talking about doing this since we started the podcast. Yeah. And also, both of us are pretty open about our struggles with mental health, so it doesn't surprise me that people request it. Yeah. Because on our Instagrams and on my YouTube, we touch on it. Totally. You know? So it's no surprise to me that someone wants a podcast, but I think what people forget is that with a podcast, you're talking about it for an hour. Yeah, it's a long time. It's a long time. Yeah. And Instagram <clears throat> captions, like, a hundred words. And it's less vulnerable than speaking about it. Exactly. And you can also, like, um, we could obviously edit this. Yeah. But, like, when you're typing a post on Instagram, mm-hmm. you kind of have the ability to, like, save it as a draft, come back to mm-hmm. it, make sure that your wording is exactly how you want to say it. Yeah. And, like... Could we do that now? Yes. Is that how we talk? No. (laughs) Will we ever edit this podcast? Probably not. (laughs) Never again. So it's 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 hard to to put yourself in that Mm -hmm. vulnerable state without having the ability. No, I'm saying like it's just going straight to the internet. We're live. Yeah. (laughs) No, I get it. Even with YouTube, like I would say. The average for me when I'm doing a YouTube video is going to be between 30 to 45 minutes of footage, and it's almost always between 8 and 12 minutes the video ends up being. So it's, you know, edited down, and I've thought about it because I was like, I've talked about mental health a lot, so like, what's the big deal? Like, why, what's my hold back to this? And then I realized most of the time when I'm talking about it on YouTube, I'm talking about mental health in general and less about my experience with mental health. Yeah. Like, I touch on my experience and I bring my experiences into it, but once again, it's condensed into an edited package. Yeah. And it's it's you, like, smiling and, like, an intro and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But that being said, all this being said, I know that there there are things that I've experienced that when I was going through them, Mm -hmm. like, not like I was born in the age that didn't have the internet, but I, like, remember having, like, pretty bad mental health issues at the very start of high school. Like, that's, like, Mm -hmm. whereby, like, I can picture kind of my life in, like, two sections. One is, like, Mm -hmm. where I just pictured myself having, like, a lovely, clean slate of a mind that was just, like, doing its damn thing. And then a second part that's, like, been since probably grade eight that I've struggled mentally. Before that, do I know that I've struggled with, like, bullying, things like that? Yes. Mm -hmm. But do I remember 
fighting a depression and things like that? No. Right. So, mm-hmm. yeah, there's things that I experienced that I never really heard people talk about. Yeah. And it's different, I think, reading something on the internet, reading something that somebody's written or, like, a blog post, because, like we've said, it's, like, condensed. It's not yeah. as personal. Yeah, totally. So I see kind of the, the good and the bad. <laughs> it mm. sucks to be that person putting yourself out and being vulnerable, but it also helps people, yeah. I think. No, totally. Like, so. I think why we both know it's important to do this is because we both probably could have used someone else talking about it when we were going through it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, well, we are going through it. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Let's Trust be real. Me, it's still there. Getting to that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it's interesting you say about the different, like, times in your life. Yeah. For me, I used to think that way about... I struggled mostly with anxiety. Yeah. And I used to think, oh my God, I remember a time before I had anxiety. And now, as I've, like, dived deeper into thinking about that, I guess, and talking through it with through therapy, it's just gotten worse. Yeah. Like... That's... I, I would say that I can... Uh, track my anxiety struggles yeah. back to childhood. Yeah. Back to, like, day one out of the vag. Mm. I was like, put me back! Yeah, <laughs> like, totally, yeah. I can track my anxiety in, like, things that I did, and, like, if I watch old videos mm. of myself, I'm like, I can tell that I'm anxious there. Yeah. But I can't track my depression that far back. Yes. That's the that was like a... Clarify. Yeah, yeah, like a start and stop to yeah. that. Totally. For me, it's weird looking back, and at the time, um thinking that everyone kind of felt that way or I think that like people around me like my parents or um peers thought of it as a personality thing right like I remember thinking that I was a really good kid and I followed rules and that was because I was like wanting to be safe and now I look back and I'm like oh other kids weren't thinking that like this was gonna result in like a huge detriment totally like they didn't have that chip in them that was like telling them that you know if they broke this rule or you know if they went too fast on the tube behind the boat or whatever the hell that their whole life was gonna be over but genuinely now looking back i'm like that's why i was such a good kid or so like following the rules or worried about being safe like i remember the reason i bring up the tubing because it was one of the examples i remember being really young i must have been like i don't know eight and being on a tube with my sister and the whole time like my sister was sitting beside beside me and having so much fun and like screaming and looping like yeah and like, You're like must be nice. <laughs> I remember looking at her and like while she was yelling, like her like you know her tongue would stick out or whatever. Yeah. And I remember being so stressed that she was gonna bite down on her tongue and her tongue was gonna fall out and she'd never be able to speak again. That you like couldn't enjoy tubing. And I couldn't enjoy tubing. And at the time, I thought that was like a normal thought. I thought it was like so normal for me to be on this tube and thinking like, oh my god. What if she chomps down her tongue and then she can never speak again and she never talks to me again and her whole life's ruined? Right. And th- at the time... She's I, not thinking about your fucking tongue. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, now, and then when I lo- like got older and looked back, I was like, oh, like normal kids were just on the tube. Yeah. No. You know, 100%. like it wasn't like... A f- I think a lot of people 
don't realize that, especially with kids. They think that they're just like more afraid. And it wasn't that I was afraid. I genuinely thought like lives will be ruined if oh, we don't abs- follow this. I also way had the exact same thing um, in terms of like if I was at somebody's house and mm-hmm. they were acting up, I was like, I can't do that. They're gonna, their parents gonna get mad at me. Yep. Their parents gonna get mad at them. They're gonna tell my parents. Yeah. Like I would just like I have oh, always been a spiraler, God. and I yep, think people were always like, oh, he's just like he's just like shy. He's yep. just like oh, mm-hmm. he's and I'm like no, I'm just legitimately uh, so afraid of living. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that yeah. I know it's crazy. And another <laughs> another thing when I was a kid that my mom tells this story all the time, and I used to think it was a cute story. And now I'm like, oh okay. Um, <laughs> oh okay. Yeah, she. Ha- I had like a birthday party when I was like in grade two or something like that, and all the kids came over, and I was out there for, like, maybe two minutes, and then I locked myself in the room and refused to come out for my whole birthday party because I, like, literally had a mental breakdown. Yeah. And I, like, couldn't do it. And the thing is, is a lot of people would say that is, like, take that as, oh, she was a shy kid. I'm not shy at all. I'm an extrovert. Yeah. Like, I literally had an anxiety attack in grade two because of the kids in my party running around screaming, and I was like, my parents are going to get mad about the screaming, and this isn't going to work, and this is going to be messy. Yeah, like, the whole thing. Yeah. And, like, such a spiraler. And then now, here I am today, and obviously very aware that, like, I struggle with anxiety. And a recent example was I was talking to my friend Jordan, one of my best guy friends, and um, he has someone in his life who struggles with anxiety, and we were just discussing how it's hard being a partner that doesn't necessarily struggle with it and understanding it. And I was giving him an example of, you know, how, like, what I said to Julia, and what I said to Julia was... I wake up every morning and I think I'm going to die on my way to work. Yeah. That's like a genuine like thought. Like I'm like, I'm going to die today on my way to work. And you don't feel that way, do you? And she's like, what the fuck? No. Like, why do you think that? And I'm like, well, I just think like either I'm going to get in a car accident and die or the bridge is going to collapse and blah, blah, blah. And it's beyond like a worry. It's like me making the decision to go to work today. I'm probably going to die. Right. So like... For a person that's not struggling with anxiety, when they get up in the morning, it would be like someone telling you straight up, like, hey, when you walk out this front door, someone's going to shoot you dead. Would you make the decision to walk out that door? And you probably wouldn't because you know you're going to die. Yeah. But my anxiety when it's at its worst... No, it's true. My anxiety when it's at its worst, that's how I feel. Yeah. Like, it's, it's so real to me when I'm at that dark of a place that it's like making the decision to die. Yeah. Because I'm like, I'm leaving right now and it's going to happen. I just have to do it anyways. Oh my God. And it's that bad. Okay. So like, but then, so like, I'll have like a day like that, right? And then I'll have like months where I'm like, oh yeah, like while I'm doing things, I'm like thinking of all the ways I can die. Yeah. But like to me, that's pretty light because I'm like, Brie, that's not going to happen. That's like totally irrational. Like the problem, like, the probability of that happening is ridiculous. Like, yeah. you got to go on with your life. So it's not that it's n- not there anymore. Like, I'm not like, oh, my anxiety's gone. It's just that it's under control. That's right. how I describe it. Like, those thoughts peak up, and I say, that's a ridiculous thought. Anyways, move on. And in the good times, it's really quick to dismiss. And then in the bad times, when I, when I say it's out of control, is when I, like, I get to the point where I either can't dismiss it or takes like having a full-blown anxiety attack before i can like be brought back to reasoning right so when people i think a lot of times like what people don't realize about mental health is that it like has ebbs and flows to it and lots of times 
what I've learned about my mental health that yes there are things in life that trigger it but lots of times it has nothing to do with what's going on in my life yeah it's genuinely um like what's going on in my own brain totally well I think that's also something that is like kind of misconstrued not mm-hmm. I think this is like an awkward statement to make, but I think a lot of the time when I talk to my friends about like my mental health or my mental health when I was younger going through high school, a lot of them, if I'm like, oh, I struggle with depression and anxiety, a lot of them automatically pin it to like coming out and my like queer experience, Mm -hmm. which I'm sure that did Mm -hmm. have a big part in it. But that was by no means like the the thing that sparked it. Like it's just literally my brain. Yeah. Like, exactly. people are like, oh, well, that is... And I'm like, no. Mm-hmm. That's not, like... Yeah. It, yeah, I don't know. It's so hard to describe that. What I like to say is, my brain is this way, and then there's things that trigger my brain that is this way. Yeah. But my brain's this way. Yeah. It's not, like, something else created this, yeah. if that makes sense. Like, that's how I feel anyways. Like, some people would argue differently with their own experience. Um, but, like, I genuinely believe, for example, my girlfriend Julia does not struggle with anxiety or depression or anything of that nature and I genuinely believe that Julia could have her most stressful day of her life and she would not experience anxiety like I experience yeah, anxiety yeah. she would be super stressed she's fucking be... too much of a chill dude <laughs> yeah that's what I mean like she just doesn't have the brain that that happens yeah like she would be super stressed and super upset and feel all those emotions that people that don't struggle with mental health feel I think a lot of people um, think that it's taking away from like me saying that would be taking away from that, oh, she can't have hard days or whatever. No, 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 I'm I'm not saying that. She can have miserable days and she can be really stressed out and everything like that. But anxiety and mental health is something very different. Yeah. And a lot of people, especially with anxiety, put stress and anxiety in the same bucket. Like they're like, Oh God, I'm so I have so much anxiety this week when they're stressed. Right. And it's a very it's a very different thing. Yeah. Like, one's like uh, all encompassing and one's like I my It's a feeling. My yeah. 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 <laughs> like one is, is a mental health issue and one is a feeling like today I'm sad. That today I'm happy passes yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. yeah and it comes and goes with the moments and very much is related to external things that are going on yeah less so internal like I can be having like the best week ever and everything's like sunshine and roses and all of a sudden I won't be able to sleep at night because I think I'm having a heart attack for no reason right and I'm so convinced that I'm having a heart attack that it's gotten to the point a few times that I've almost gone to the hospital even though I know I'm not having a heart attack yeah, yeah. but I'm like I need to go because I'm having a heart attack right so <laughs> it's like and and during that day, I had the most amazing day ever, and there's nothing going on. So it's not a, it's not a, it's not a result yeah. of an external force like stress or happiness or sadness would be. Very much so that depression is not sadness. Like yeah. if something happens to you in your life, you feel sad. It could trigger your depression, but it's not your feeling sad isn't being depressed. Yeah, exactly. It's not the same thing. Well, <clears throat> that was kind of like my frustration when I just like didn't because when I was struggling with depression I didn't under well I still am Um, but when when it first came I didn't Mm -hmm. understand what was happening to me right I was just feeling like I couldn't leave bed I just like felt like there was just this thing over me that I couldn't get rid of Mm -hmm. but I couldn't place it because I had never heard people talk about it in school I had never really seen it like broken down on TV I hadn't like thought even in my mind that I have depression so I wasn't like looking it up on the internet I was just like what the fuck is happening to me like it felt like I just got like sidelined out of nowhere Mm -hmm. um 
And then for me, like it's like kind of the same as like the ebbs and flows mm-hmm. that um, my first like big depression kind of faded over time. Like things mm-hmm. got easier, and I thought that I had done that. Like, I was right. like, wow, I got through it. I'm mm-hmm. so strong. I'm mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. And it's like, that's not mm-hmm. realistic. It comes and goes. It hits you yeah. out of nowhere, blah, blah. So there was, like, a a, a gap between, a, like, where I was feeling better. And yeah. I was like, wow, I'm so strong. I beat it. Like, I thought that my life, like, right. I literally was like, I don't have depression Amazing. anymore. You guys, you can just get I'm rid kidding. of it. <laughs> like, why does everyone, you why just, doesn't everyone yeah, do this? I just got rid of it, guys. Yeah. And then I was like, like out of school like I was like in a relationship that's uh, uh, not necessarily a positive but we'll, we'll tie it in with positive right now um, I was just like all these things I had gotten a good job like all these things were going mm-hmm. so right for me mm-hmm. and then it came back like harder than ever and I was so confused because I was like well I'm doing great my life is great mm-hmm. like all these things are going so well for me yeah. and then my body was like no <laughs> no. <laughs> no that's actually not I'm how it works <laughs> yeah so that was like I don't know it's a very confusing thing mm-hmm. especially I think one of the issues is that it's like not really talked about in school how yeah. when you're like a, a young person how it can manifest itself yes totally. so like I think it hits all these people that really have no idea what's happening to them totally and it's a hard thing to pinpoint for yourself mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. it's like I yep. don't know yeah no I completely get it I think a lot of times um also that when they're teaching in school or when you hear about it it's like they're teaching the extreme yeah and the, okay the way I've explained it before like to my girlfriend Julia or whatever is um, it's kind of like how when if you get if you if I woke to woke up tomorrow and I'd gained 15 50 pounds I'd notice I'd gained 50 pounds yeah but if I gained half a pound over the next hundred days which totaled in that it wouldn't be as it, as shocking as shocking yeah. right and then all of a sudden I would wake up and be like holy fuck I've gained 50 pounds yeah right um so I think like with anxiety that's kind of how it came on for me what they were teaching was people being bedridden and like anxious to the point of like anxiety attacks and like all these things that now at my point I have gone through yeah but when I was first dealing with it it was kind of like I didn't think that my anxiety was bad enough yeah I didn't think and like but it I wasn't until all, I got to that point that's also like such the danger of any yeah. mental health issue yeah. is that you also like normalize it yeah. in your own head yeah, exactly. like well it's not that I'm not that depressed I can I, deal I, with like, it yeah. yeah and then that's when it really like gets bad mm-hmm. because yeah. the farther you let yourself fall down the hole it's yeah. so hard to get back up once you're down yeah, there yeah exactly like I remember thinking like when I had my first like full on anxiety attack right yeah um and I remember thinking like like kind of like the weight thing the metaphor of that holy fuck how did I get here yeah like how have I not gotten help yet like I remember being like what the fuck because if this had happened to one of my friends I would have told him to get help yeah but I just as you said I just kept telling myself I could deal with it on my own for the longest time or that mine wasn't bad enough or that and honestly like I think a big part of the inner dialogue was like 
I didn't know what I if I had anxiety or I didn't know if I actually had a mental health problem. Yeah. So I didn't want to be one of those people that was just complaining because I was stressed or that I was afraid of something. And th- but yeah. Also, then tie that into having anxiety. Exactly. So you're like, well, exactly. am I just being over dramatic? Am I yep. just like, is it? Am I just making yep. it more? Of, and so you're like, you're getting exactly anxious it. about having anxiety, yeah. <laughs> or like, like getting anxious about seeking help because you yeah. don't think it's it's fucked. a yeah it's, it's yeah. fucked. So then I got to that point, and then I was like, oh holy shit, like yeah. I need help, right? And then obviously, kind of like dived more into both research as well as like getting help. And I think like if I could give like one piece of advice, get help faster than you do research. Because like what I mean by that is that I think I spent a lot of time that I could have been getting help researching to try and validate for myself that it was worth getting help. Right. And I think I should have just gotten help. I think as soon as you think that there is something that you could seek help for, it's yeah. already time. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. you don't need to be looking at all these different yeah. like, <laughs> like blogs and stuff yeah, about exactly. how depressed you are. Yeah, like, if you're exactly. looking it up, like, babe, the the, yeah. the alarm is ringing. <laughs> like, ding, ding, ding. No shit. <laughs> that, uh, that was, like, that is very... Mm-hmm. True for me, especially. Yeah. This is probably like I'm gonna do a trigger warning. Yeah, yeah. Because um, a lot of my issue, like, was around self harm. Yeah. So, like, if you have struggled with self harm or you're not in a situation mm. that you can listen to that, I would <laughs> stop not, listening yeah. because, like, I know that it is like something that can be very triggering. Mm-hmm. So, just heads up, that's, <laughs> that's coming. coming yeah. But that was a big thing for me was that when I would get very anxious and depressed. I would spiral, and the only thing that made me feel better or would snap me out of it for, like, a short amount of time mm-hmm. was self-harm. Yeah. And I normalized it in my mind. I was mm-hmm. like, well, this works. Why would I not do... Like, yeah, I was like, like, I found a solution. Yeah. Like, got it. But, like, for somebody that's not in that situation, mm-hmm. for, if I was to, like, explain to one of my friends, I was like, well, I just get really anxious and I spiral and I can't get my mind off mm-hmm. a thought. And then I just, like, like hurt myself. They mm-hmm. would be like, what? Yeah, like, like, that is insane yeah. but the fact that you're so far down the hole that you're like mm-hmm. well this is a solution like here yeah. we're rolling with this yeah yeah so when that kind of faded i was like wow i kicked it i'm so strong blah, blah, blah. yeah and then i got in this weird headspace that like i gave myself this strength because i had mm. got through that section of it when yeah. really like it would have been stronger of me to ask for help and mm-hmm. express that i was struggling yeah and i I was like, wow, I'm so strong, like, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's not the case. It's like, I clearly was struggling. Yeah. And that's like, when it came, when I came through like a really big mm-hmm. depression again. Yeah. It was years later. And I think that I had kind of come to terms with the fact that self-harm is like something quite shocking. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, and seeing it kind of portrayed like that way through media and stuff Mm -hmm. like I had learned more since then that when I fell back into it Mm -hmm. I was like holy shit I need help because that was like so jarring to me that Mm -hmm. I was like I'm doing this again and people don't do this Yeah, (laughs) this this is like not a normal solution solution for people totally so that's when I was like I need to like I need I 
personally went and got like a prescription for my depression and I mm-hmm. went to a therapist and I like fully changed my life like literally I got to like such a rock bottom that I remember like being in my house mm-hmm. and I was like if I let myself get this way like I don't know if I will survive yeah. because I will like do something so bad to myself that I won't get back from it and yeah. that was like really scary to terrifying me. yeah so mm-hmm. like the fact that I had let it get that far mm-hmm. was scary. scary. And I remember going to my therapist, like, for my first appointment, and she was like, oh, like, have you been having suicidal thoughts? And my response, I still think of this to this day, because it's, like, kind of, like, haunting to me. Mm-hmm. I remember my response to her was that I haven't explicitly looked for ways to, like, end my life, but if this is the rest of the ride, I don't want to stay on it. And she was like, oh, that's not a good way to think. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's probably not what I should do. That makes me want to cry. Yeah. But, like, I also am at the point in my life that I am, like, comfortable talking Mm -hmm. about these things. But it's yeah. it's really hard. Yeah. And I would say that, like, that was such a wake-up call for me that, like, I want other people to have that wake-up mm-hmm. call because, like, I completely changed my life since then. Like, I yep. check in with myself mentally all the time. Like, mm-hmm. I do, like, mindfulness. Like, I change my diet. Like, I yeah. exercise. Like, all these things that you don't understand can impact. Yeah. And, like, people always try, like a few things or like one thing they're like well Mm -hmm. I changed my diet I don't feel any better it's like you have to really like focus on all these layers that Mm -hmm. you can build yourself up and like put yourself in the strongest mindset totally to tackle these issues yeah definitely yeah yeah no I relate to that in in a big way like I think there was a time in my life that I definitely I remember thinking along the lines of if I spend every day thinking that I'm gonna die, then what is the point of living? Yeah. Like, that's literally, like, I remember thinking, like, every moment of my day, even happy moments, like, like, it's sad to even think about, like, even, like, when I was, like, talking about the story of the tube and shit, like, that's such a small moment, but, like, when it got to the bad point, it was, like, even all these moments that should be exciting, like, getting in a car to go on a road trip, or, like, even just, like, mundane shit, like, just leaving the house to go fucking grab an ice cream cone or whatever the hell. Yeah. Like, everything was so clouded by, like, my whole life's gonna fall apart that it was, like, if I can't enjoy anything... Like, what's the... Then what the fuck is the point? Yeah. And that's so awful to say because now I've obviously pulled myself from that and, like, through therapy and through... um you know, I think also just a, an awareness of when I'm going down that path yep. because I reached out for help and got the tools to be more aware of exactly. those things yep. that now I know, obviously, life is so worth living and I enjoy so much and I have so much happiness. And yes, it is such a lie to say that I don't have days where totally. it's hard, yep. but um, there is, you know, in comparison, it is like night and day yeah. of, like, what I thought my whole life. Like, I gen- there was a time where I genuinely thought, like, my whole life is going to be like this. Totally. And, like, this is not fucking worth it. Yeah. And then now it's like, oh, yeah, I have these days. Opposed to, like, this is my this life. This is the... Yeah. Right? So it's just, like, such a game changer. And I think that, like, you know, people... It's, it's kind of like a, you know, the messaging's out there. I get it. And I don't want to sound like a broken record, but it is true. Like, there's so much stig- like stigma against mental health in our society that I think it's such a shame because, um, you know, p- 
people go to the gym every day and get praised for it for their physical health. Yeah. But if someone goes to a therapist, it's seen as like it could be embarrassing. Exactly. Or people are ashamed yeah. of it. And it's so ridiculous because like if you think about it, most people would be aware that you're mind and your soul is so much more valuable than your body. Exactly. And yet everyone is praised for going to the gym or going on a diet and and eating healthy and doing all this good for their body. But as soon as you're doing good for your mind, then it's like something embarrassing. You're like not telling people where you're going when you're like going to a therapy appointment. Which is like so, so wrong to me. I also think a big thing for me was like finding I say finding a group of people, Mm -hmm. but I really had these people, like, all along, but I just hadn't allowed myself to discuss them. Yeah. But I have, like, a group of friends that we talk about our mental health, like, very open, sometimes too openly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Very openly, though, and I think that's so important because, like, it's, like, the everyday things that you just, like, need to discuss. Mm -hmm. Um. So that was, like, a huge thing for yeah. me that helped me a lot. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, I think, like... And, and the same thing with you saying that. Like, there's there's so many friend groups that would it would be totally normal to talk about, like, what they did at the gym or, like, yeah. getting ready, like, Coachella diet or, like, summer, let's all go and, like, get all fit for the summer, blah, blah, blah. But, like, the idea of, like, let's all do something for our mental health seems, like, weird and, like, yeah. it's, like, got this weird, like, stigma that it's, like, all this, like, hippy-dippy shit and, like, blah, blah, blah. And it's, like, no, like, seeking help saves your life. Totally. Like, it really like, does. Ab- like, yeah. And, um, I would argue obviously that it's so much more important because if you don't have your mental state then everything else is going to fall apart and I think that's something that I always tell people when they're like because I've been in that place where they're trying to decide whether they should get help or whatever is just like always get help like Like if you're thinking about it always do it and something I say to them is like when you do it be proud of it because getting help is actually extraordinarily mature and brave. Absolutely. Like, there's there's nothing to be embarrassed about. In fact, like, if anyone makes fun of you for doing so... It's, Cut them out. It's like, be- they're like, so, it's so toxic, toxic well. And yeah. it's such an immature point of view and an ignorant point of view. Like, you're actually being the person. And another thing that I think a lot of people struggle with is they're like, I'm doing okay right now. Like... And this happens to a lot of people with anxiety, obviously, because, like, am I wasting someone's time by, like, asking for help? And I always related to the gym things. It's easy comparison. Because you've never been. Because I've never been. (laughs) (laughs) True. Um, But it's an easy comparison. Like, you wouldn't tell someone who's, like, super fit and running on the treadmill at the gym, like, why are you here? Like, quit your past. Like, why are you still coming? Like, why? what, What are you doing? Like, what's, your, what's the point of being here? Yeah. You're like, oh, they're maintaining their fitness. Exactly. So I think a lot of people, too, think that, like, therapy or help in general is there when you can't control it or when you're at your darkest times. And I've actually found quite the opposite is, like, that was there for me when I hit that point. But now it's so much easier for me to think of it as a maintenance thing. Exactly. Where I'm, like, maintaining my current mental health state instead of waiting until, until it go down bottom again yeah, yeah bottom again there's no point in doing that that's like yo-yo dieting exactly. right like it's like stay on track and i think a big part for me about mm. seeking help or getting like help through therapy was that it's totally exactly that it's mm. not um 
how to get yourself out of the bottom because yeah. that's obviously what a lot of it is and yeah. I do like thank all of my therapists for getting me out of what I would consider my bottom at the time yeah. but it's also about um finding the the <laughs> the warning signs mm-hmm. of when you're heading back there and how to stay on on top of it and in front of it as well. Yeah. Because, like, it's really about setting yourself up for, like, continued success. Mm-hmm. And it is, like, a full-time job. Like, checking totally. in with yourself and making sure that you're, like, strong enough to get out of bed that day. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a full-time job. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. And also... No therapist is going to tell you that your problems are too small. No. Or that you aren't depressed enough or you're not anxious enough. Like, no. No. Like, your problems are just as valid as somebody Mm -hmm. else's. I think that's a problem with, like, the gay community and the mental health community is that people police or they think people are going to police them. Like, am I I fucked up enough? Yeah. Like, no. That's not it. That's not it. Yeah, exactly. No, I, I couldn't agree more. I think I have some tips, like, practical tips when it comes comes to um finding a therapist yeah um the first being that um if you are in a location where therapy is not um readily available or for what you need um there's so many um places online that Mm -hmm. you can get help so i encourage you to like look for online therapy that you can take like via skype or like text phone um you know, places like inkblot.com or betterhelp.com are really great options. Um, also, I think if you are an LGBTQ plus person, I encourage you to find someone who has experience working with LGBTQ plus people because I think that at least in my personal experience with therapy that plays a big role like everything's connected so if you're speaking to someone that's coming to you from a heteronormative place and they don't necessarily have experience in that it's going to be harder for them to get your entire picture exactly right so like I always say like if you only have a couple options go to therapy but if you have the time and to look into options, then try and find one that works for you. Um, because I personally went to a couple therapists that didn't have experience with LGBTQ plus people yeah. before. Um, and um, then the third therapist I ended up going to did, and that was actually what she specialized in. And it was like night and day. Like it made such a totally. difference to yeah. me to be able to like have that um have that language understanding even instead of feeling sometimes I think as an LGBTQ plus person you sometimes feel like there's a language barrier totally if you're talking to someone yeah. who doesn't like get your life like, don't you know you know that thing that yeah yeah you're gay and you hate it yeah. <laughs> that's like, me no, that's me <laughs> no actually but I'll take your word for it <laughs> so I think like sometimes it's just like jumping instead of spending the first however many sessions explaining how you're different it's like that's just already understood kind of if that makes sense and then also like you know when it comes to the online platforms I think they're just a great alternative for this day and age for people that are in locations that all your therapists might be people from the same religion or um, the same understanding in small towns that maybe you need a different perspective or if you need like a certain on the plus side of it, if you need a therapist that understands your religion or your spiritual beliefs or whatever it is, it it just makes it easier to access. And I think that it's very intimidating to go sit in a therapy office sometimes. Yeah. Even though I, I encourage you to try not to be intimidated and go do it anyways. 
sometimes an easier stepping stone is looking for help where you could do it like I think I would have loved as a teenager to be able to like text someone. Oh, absolutely. Or like sit at home in my sweats. Yeah. And Mind you, like, I have gone to my therapist in sweats before, but there, yeah, you know, <laughs> got to talk about those low lows. Yeah. <laughs> so there's other options out there. I think sometimes people just think it's the traditional option. Yeah. If it's I also out. would like really like could not recommend enough mm-hmm. that, um, uh, one of my big issues was like when I was kind of coming to terms with the fact that I needed help mm-hmm. um, was that therapy is fucking expensive. Totally. And yeah. like it's one of those things that a lot of people I am decently comfortable talking to my parents about it. Yeah. But it's like one of those things that I was like, well, I don't have $150 an hour yeah. and I'm nervous to talk to my parents and ask for money mm-hmm. for therapy. Like it's just like a it's a a it's big a big, thing, a big yeah. hurdle. But I would like really highly encourage going to your family GP because a lot of the times in I'm obviously saying this more towards bigger cities because I can't speak Mm -hmm. for like a small town but a lot of the times in bigger cities Mm -hmm. they have resources free resources like free counseling Mm -hmm. that you can get um what's the not a recommendation what's the yeah like a basically like a prescription but not yeah like yeah a what's that called referral, referral. Wow, <laughs> yeah so yes. you can get a referral through your family mm. doctor yeah um and a lot of the times it can be totally. free and like there are resources but you don't know that they're there <laughs> no if they don't advertise it. exactly it's so true you can go to like at least where we live i know like at least three people that have gotten referrals and yeah. their, their therapies paid for or look for like government grants honestly there's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of money out there for those programs that it's just not well advertised or and then the money just sits there yeah so there are there are ways to find funding another thing is is look for your local um resource center specifically queer resource centers like i know in vancouver it's called community yeah um they also host um therapists and counselors for free yeah for people to come in and get sessions so um that is obviously a great um way to go if you are in a community that has a resource center like that um just give them a call and see what's going on and how you can go about doing that um whether it's group or individual usually they have free resources to do that yeah because it's like yeah, I feel like the is money tough, is like a, a big thing for a lot of people, yeah. myself included. Yeah, of course. Um, and I think that people put that as like such a big hurdle mm-hmm. that they uh, negate the fact that they can get help yes. still. Like yeah, I think that people totally. think that therapists for, are for like rich white moms, mm-hmm. but it's like yeah. if you're if you're in a headspace that you think you need help or you do need help, mm-hmm. there are usually a ton of other options to get you in there because people I think more so now Mm -hmm. as well are starting to like understand that like these resources are so like essential to life exactly, (laughs) like literal Mm -hmm. life that um they're maybe not even they're more prominent because I think they have been around for a really long time Mm -hmm. but they're also being advertised and stuff a lot more which is nice like I see like posters for community and stuff (laughs) yeah and all these resources that I had no idea existed so like a few years ago yeah exactly yeah yeah so I think go out and get help I will say this um if you are listening and you need help immediately there's helplines out for you so I like highly recommend searching google it's as simple as 
google.com helpline and there will be a helpline for you yeah and most of the time they're compiled into different lists for your location and area because it's different in canada and the states and uk all over the world um call someone yeah get help because um you know life life is worth living and that sounds so cheesy to say but it is it's so true and i can testify for the fact that I have been in a place where I didn't feel like it was. Yeah. And now I know that that was incorrect. Absolutely. Because sometimes when you're in it, it's hard to imagine being able to feel a different way. Yeah. And I can testify for the fact that that, that will ha- happen if you go reach out and get help and you do what you need to do. Yeah. Um, That's like, yeah, know. absolutely true. Like, it's, it's, you get into such a headspace that you, um, forget like the light is there yes. but it is there you just yeah. have to allow yourself to see it again yeah. and yeah like mm-hmm. it's so important to know that you deserve the happiness yeah and you deserve totally. um the, the mental ease again yes and just know that it, it definitely is there yeah and it will come yeah and it's like it. Everything is going to be, you know, like there's going to be stepping stones. There's never necessarily a quick fix, but like you'll get there. Yeah. And I think like speaking to earlier about, um, you know, extreme ways of dealing with it, often the quickest solutions are not the way to go. Yeah. You know, like I used to feel the same way of like when I would have like, sometimes I thought the only way for my anxiety to end is if I have an extreme anxiety attack right right now, because it's weird. It is true. Like there's something about like having an extreme emotional release that afterwards it seems to cease. Right. And I would have like terrible anxiety attacks where I'd end up like passing out or like puking like crazy and like all this and then like fainting or whatever it was. And then afterwards, I would kind of feel okay. Yeah. And for a while, that's, like, the process that went on. And then I was like, this is fucked up. Like, I shouldn't... Like, that's not a solution. No, no. Just, like, self-harm isn't a solution. Your mind is also just, like, a cold-hearted bitch. And it always just, like, tricks itself. Yeah, exactly. Like, Like, it's like, we did it! And you're like, no. (laughs) And then we get to that point again, and I'm like, why is my solution letting it get to an extreme so that then afterwards, I feel okay for a little while? Yeah. Like, I encourage you to search for another solution than um one that's so extreme absolutely um and i also think that like out there for anybody even if you're not uh feeling at your lowest low or you're not mm-hmm. feeling like you are struggling with like these things yeah there are things that you can do to keep yourself you know Healthy. at your yeah. at your best exactly. like a big thing for me was exercise yeah. and i know when you're in when you're in the mm-hmm. moment and people yeah. tell you to exercise like all you want to do is punch them in the yeah, mouth you're like, Shut the you're like i'm just trying to live i don't yeah. want to go for a fucking run yeah like it's like i remember when i went to my first therapy appointment mm-hmm. they were like exercise is a big thing i remember getting home and being like fuck you yeah like, <laughs> like, fuck? if you yeah, only so knew like you mm-hmm. would tell me you got a treadmill yeah but honestly like when you start getting into routines yeah. of like exercising and eating well mm-hmm. and giving your body like the nutrition and yeah. the, the the physical strength it yes. needs as well like releasing those fucking endorphins you're like oh shit maybe you were onto help. something so true. maybe you being a professional uh-huh. <laughs> knew something that's what i need to do better because seriously when i was like going through like 
like a really dark time. Afterwards, I did a 30 day yoga challenge. It was yeah. the best I've ever felt in my life. Totally. Yeah. And it had nothing to do with like losing weight or no, anything. No, it's like the the shocking amount that your brain likes it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so it's needy. It's like, actually also. rude how much it likes it. I'm and like, then I should an, do that more. another thing for me was like um, meditation mm-hmm. and mindfulness, like, yeah. had a big mm-hmm. impact on me. I, I think a lot of it is also just setting mm-hmm. 10 minutes, 5 minutes. There's a lot of guided meditation, which like yeah. you can get for free through apps as well. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of meditation that like it's just you checking in with your brain yeah. every day for like a few minutes. Yeah, totally. And it seems something so mundane and trivial, mm-hmm. but after you're like, oh yeah, I really needed that. Yeah. Like I needed to just decompress from the day. Totally. Let my brain just like turn to soup for a second. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. That's why I like ASMR. Yeah, ASMR. Oh, so good. I love ASMR. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I know that that was a deep topic. I swear we're still later. funny. Yeah, we're so, I, who knows? The jury's out. <laughs> have we ever been uh, funny? Have we ever? Yeah, exactly. Everyone on there like, what? This is yeah, funny? Yeah, wait, what? This got, I, this no, funny. another sad episode. <laughs> As expected. Um, But, uh, yeah, we definitely thought it was an important topic to discuss. I know a lot of people have requested it, and um, I hope you got something from that. Um, I'd like to remind you again that if you need help, ask for help. There is help out there for you. And um, as cheesy as it sounds, it does get better. Um, But on that note, wherever you're listening, if you don't mind, click that subscribe or follow button. It really does help us out with the algorithm. We are growing when it comes to followers on like SoundCloud and stuff, which is exciting. And it is definitely helping us because it works like a kind of social media word of mouth. The more that we get follows the more that we get recommended and show up on people's all that good stuff so um one click really does help us out we really appreciate it you can also follow us on instagram at i can explain podcast and personally at sean.lusk and at brianne williamson or on twitter at i can explain pod twitter cut us off um that character count <laughs> but on, until next time for a later episode of i can explain podcast, yes we will see, see you around, around the, the gamer head <laughs> Ah, let's be happy.